are allegations enough to demonetize you or even cancel you? I mean, we saw so much of cancel culture over the last few years, people getting canceled without any proof of evidence. And even when the evidence came out later that it, you know, these were false allegations, they didn't get an apology. They didn't get any kind of compensation for the fact that their lives were ruined. Welcome to the Called Forth Podcast. This is the place where we help ambitious women of faith to activate and break through the belief structures holding them back. I'm your host, Dawn Town, author of the book, Hashtag More Than Done, speaker, wife, and mama four. I'm going to show you how to go from stuck to called forth while connecting to the full expression of who God has made you to be and make this season your season in your life and your business. I believe God has called you forth from the very beginning, and this is your season of awakening and activation. Hello and welcome to this episode of the Called Forth podcast. You're listening in or watching the first episode of season two, and I'm excited to dive into this season in a new, fresh, different, hopefully more interesting way. And if you tuned into the first year of my podcast, I mainly focused on personal development topics, but I'm really looking to expand and change it up with so many different stories and interesting headlines that I think are important to dive into. So I'm gonna split this episode into three segments. We're gonna be talking about cultural issues, political, and as well, personal development topics. And the conversation that I wanna lead with today is about Russell Brand. Now you've probably heard over the past week so many different headlines that have come forward about the allegations that have come forth against him from, I believe it's three anonymous victims as well as one other known or named person. And they're really serious allegations. They're sexual misconduct, rape, and relationship, a sexual relationship with a minor. And so these are really serious, dark things. And the conversation that I want to lean into in regards to this is the fact that YouTube has demonetized Russell Brand based on these allegations. And the UK parliament sent a letter to Rumble telling them that they needed to demonetize Brand as well. And this is interesting on multiple fronts. Are allegations enough to demonetize you or even cancel you? I mean, we saw so much of cancel culture over the last few years, people getting canceled without any proof of evidence. And even when the evidence came out later that it, you know, these were false allegations, they didn't get an apology. They didn't get any kind of compensation for the fact that their lives were ruined. And I'm not in any way saying that Russell Brand is not guilty of these things. There's some actual real serious evidence that's come forward that may or may not in court prove that he did these things. But the point is, if we're at the stage of allegations, is that enough to demonetize you from social media or completely cancel you altogether? And I would say the answer is no. These things need to be played out in court. And when there's such a rush to judgment, when there is a rush to get the story out before the facts are really laid, when there is a rush to take all of these serious decisions over something that we just don't know whether or not they're true, this plays into a deeper issue in American culture. And it's a conversation worth having. You know, the Me Too movement ushered in some much needed accountability for the way that so many women throughout history have been treated in the workplace and in Hollywood with men who are in positions of power and influence and authority that went unchecked and unaccounted for. But what the Me Too movement did and what often happens when there is correction that's brought to an issue is that sometimes there's an overcorrection. So the messaging out of Me Too just didn't just go to correcting this very serious issue of women being taken advantage of and manipulated in their vulnerable positions. 
it went to this phrase of believe all women, this other side of the extreme. And when we take cultural issues and we're either living on one end of the extreme or the other, we do a disservice to the issue altogether. It almost takes away the credibility of the issue when you just go to the other side of the extreme. These conversations need to be in the middle with balanced and logical ideas brought forward and conversations that are had. We can't, at the heart of correcting something, go to the other end of the spectrum in a way that's not healthy. It's not the way to see real, true, balanced change. We even see this in the discussion on racism. We've gone to the other end of the spectrum and we're not having truthful, balanced conversation. I can even see this in so much of the content that Andrew Tate and Justin Waller bring forward. These two men consider themselves to be what they call high value, men, alpha males, and they do preach some good messaging to young men to discipline their bodies and work out in the gym and be healthy and to be providers of their family and be disciplined in their work so that they can be financially wealthy. But they also promote this idea of wealth and riches and having relationships with beautiful women, multiple women as being some sort of ideal to go after. And the reason why I even bring this up is because I really see some of this ideology and messaging as a counterfeit to the real thing. It's a swing on the pendulum to the other side of the extreme, meaning there's been such a shift in culture of effeminate men being glamorized and highlighted and the message of toxic masculinity as being wrong and not the ideal anymore, that now there's people that are rising up in platforms that are preaching a messaging of masculinity being nothing to be ashamed of. But then if you take the overall messaging as a whole, there are so many gaps where I feel like it's just bringing things to the opposite side of the extreme. And, and this is where I wanna really needle in here on the true issue. So these men also convey that they want the women that they're with to have a low body count and not be sexually promiscuous, yet they're allowed to be promiscuous with whoever, whenever, however. And this is such a egotistical counter fit messaging that in the end is not true health and true discipline and true vitality in life. These messages are counterfeit because they don't bring about conversation to the real issue in what are the ideals in life? What should we really be going after? And so back to these Russell Brand allegations. As this conversation continues to play out in the media and likely eventually in the court, it's important that we don't take one extreme side or the other. No, it's not believe all women, but no, it's also not defend Russell Brand as if it's not possible that this didn't happen. It's taking in the possibility that this could be true, but we're gonna encourage the facts to come out and we're not gonna demonetize until we really know the truth. There are so many people out there that still have their YouTube channel that have admitted to criminalized behavior. Cardi B being one who's admitted to drugging and robbing men and she still has her platform non-demonetized and really so many others. She's one in a long list of people who have YouTube channels that have had criminal history. So let's keep tuning into the story, seeing how it plays out, but use a real voice to bring attention to the fact that the media and the government and those in power are all too quick to make this judgment of canceling people, demonetizing them, and taking control of their lives in ways they really have no right to until the justice system has had a chance to play out. So that is my initial hot take on the Russell Brand story. Now moving into political. I don't know about you, but I've read so many stories about what's going on at the border and it's really scary, crazy stuff. So many videos of these chains of people walking and crossing the border, riding on the top of trains. And now 
in the north of Houston, there is an encampment called Colony Ridge where these people are congregating and building a makeshift city. And the reason why this is important to discuss and talk about why I feel like it's important to the Called Forth, Called Forth podcast, why it's important to you as an individual is because these stories aren't necessarily being told in the mainstream media. You have to seek out these stories. You have to be intentional and paying attention to really know that these things are going on. And we have an election coming up in 2024. And every person, every eligible American has to make it a priority, not just to vote in the next election, but make sure you're encouraging at least five other people to be voting in the next election. And I know this kind of sounds like, oh, well, if you're not into politics, why does it matter? You might feel disheartened because of the last election, but there comes a point in time where regardless of what has happened in the past, you have to do something about the today that you have. And this illegal immigration, we're gonna see the consequences for years down the road. We're already seeing the consequences of it now, but you're, we're gonna to continue to see those play out. And it might not be affecting you in your daily life in this moment, but that doesn't mean it's not going to come and wreak havoc on your daily life if we don't do something about the craziness of basically having an open border. I saw a video the other day of basically Greg Abbott, I think shared it on Twitter, Governor Greg Abbott of Texas. His National Guard put out razor wire to block certain areas of entry along this waterfront area and federal border patrol agents went and cut down that razor wire. How crazy is that? That federal border patrol agents would come in, override the state and cut that wire. And now there's actually being an investigation done into this crisis right now, which is something that's desperately needed. There needs to be more coverage and pressure put on the federal government on why these borders are open and why our country is being filled with illegal aliens. The important point that I want you to gain from this is to do your research and, paying it and pay attention to these stories and get fired up, get worked out, do what you can to help highlight these stories. Because when we are facing the consequences, God forbid, of another four years with someone who is destructive to our country, we're gonna have to look back and ask ourselves, what did we do with the information that we had? And the whole point is to not be overwhelmed with fear over what you may feel like you can't control. But it's really finding out for yourself how you can get involved and what you can do to bring attention and highlight these stories and get involved in conversations that matter. And this leads me to my last segment of this episode, and that is reframing stories in a way that serve you. I'll just be real, over the last 20 years, I've had this story that I've been searching for 20 years for my purpose. And it's something that's felt frustrating and daunting, filled with disappointment, discouragement, defeat, and despair. And it's something that I've really had to learn to reframe because although a lot of that journey was filled with frustration on so many levels, this 20 years has not been all bad. There's been babies and marriage and different career choices and growth in God and my relationship with Jesus and so many different positive elements. And if I constantly and am, am telling myself that it's been 20 years of struggle, then I'm doing a disservice to the last 20 years. And I want you to think for you, is there a story that you need to reframe because it's no longer serving you? Do you need to reframe it in a way that does serve you? Because if the stories that you tell yourself about the life experiences that you have just cause you to live in despair, it's gonna create a cycle of continued despair. And I know this because I've lived it. 
And it's not that you can't acknowledge or own the hardships because I'm in no way saying that you candy coat something that was really hard or candy coat it in such a way that it's not a true reflection of the reality of what you've lived. I'm in no way saying that at all. Like I will totally own 20 years of where there's been a lot of frustration and defeat discouragement. However, in all of that, there was gold and lessons that came along the way with it. And when I remind myself of that side of the story, it helps me to continue to move forward to see the growth that's happened, how far Jesus has brought me from where I started. And you can apply the same thing to you. It's often easier to look at how far we have to go than how far we've come. But if you can take a look back on how far you've come, what you've overcome, and the golden lessons that you've learned along the way, it can help get you out of that mindset of despair, defeat, and discouragement over repeated disappointments that you've had. I know you may look at your life and feel like I'm not as far as I thought I would be. I feel stuck and I get that. But you're more likely to move forward in your life if you can reframe the stories and the experiences that you've had in a way that encourage you and inspire you and motivate you to move forward. So that is all for this week's episode of Called Forth with Dawntown. I look forward to speaking with you next week. Until next time. That's all we've got for this episode of the Called Forth podcast. 